This episode was recorded and produced on the land of the Gamaragal people, the Aboriginal people of Manly and Northern Sydney. I acknowledge and pay respect to the traditional owners of the land and pay my respect to any elders, past, present or emerging. Welcome back to the High People Podcast, episode 18. Thank you so much for checking it out again. If this is your first time checking out the High People Podcast, welcome. And um, yeah, thanks for giving up some of your time to listen to these cool stories. If you haven't yet, subscribe on all the podcast platforms. Hit like, engage with us on Instagram and social media because that is always a bit of fun and as usual, love your feedback. Apologies that we didn't get an episode out last week. Um, life just got in the way. I'm not going to lie. Work's busy. Life's busy. And that's okay. So I'm okay with it. Um, but this episode is definitely worth the wait. This episode is probably one of the most requested guests or set of guests, I should say, um, that you've been wanting on the podcast. It's very exciting that we get to speak to Becky and Kara Bothmer who are two sisters-in-law who run Winky Suits, which a lot of people are familiar with. And this story of hearing the journey of Winky Suits, how they came about it, how they go about it day by day, is very exciting and inspiring. And it's a really, really cool story. So I'm super excited to bring this one to you. So without further ado, this is the story of Becky and Kara Bothma, who run Winky Suits. Well, our next guest is an exciting one. I say every guest is exciting, but they always are exciting. And I'm going to say it's probably one of the most requested uh, two people to come onto the podcast. Every time I put it up on Instagram, an influx of uh, the girls particularly just go get these two people on. And look, we're doing it. So we're very, very excited. Um, I'd like to introduce to you Kara and Becky Bothmer. Ladies, welcome to the High People Podcast. And thank you so much obviously coming on today thanks for having having us it is awesome to to see you both it's exciting and and kip just going to start with you what does your sort of day-to-day um look like at the moment sure um my name is cara and often also known as kip i am married to um my best mate murray and we have a little baby boy who is 11 months and his name is Oakley and he is just a ball of fun. He definitely keeps us on our toes. <laughs> <laughs> and currently my days just look like balancing, um, trying to not let my baby eat the indoor plants and then also run nice. a business alongside Becky. So it's a lot, but it's fun. <laughs> it is awesome. And Oaks is definitely a ball of energy. That's for sure. And oh, so yeah. is Murray, actually. So, you know, balancing both of them. <laughs> See where it's come from. Yeah, I'm actually not sure. <laughs> and then, Becky, how about you? Like, you're obviously um, you know, dialing in from a different area. Where, whereabouts are you? And, and what are you doing with your life at the moment? So, yeah, I've been in Durban now, which is in South Africa, for about seven months. Um, and I'm here with my husband, Ryan, who's Murray's brother, 
and we're volunteering with a local team here who make disciples of Jesus. Um, so that involves a whole range of different things, but a lot of it is remote work. So we're online a lot of the time. Um, mm. And then as well as that, I'm obviously running a business remotely with Kip. So yeah, lots of communication of uh, Slack and Zoom. <laughs> that is fantastic. And it's awesome to hear the work that you're doing in South Africa. It's very, very inspiring and, and awesome to hear. So it's good stuff with there. I suppose, Kip, to go, you know, we the high people, we always start with, you know, the early part, you know, where were you born? Why were you a Northern Beaches girl the whole time? Um, what's been, you know, your early life? Where did you grow up? I have had the privilege of growing up on the Northern Beaches. I have lived in like one house my whole life in Curly. Um, so, yeah, I kind of have been like the epitome of Northern Beaches bubble, like never leave, <laughs> often <laughs> don't leave, go and love it there harbour bridge let alone like the spit bridge Why would so you? yeah yeah there's honestly there's no need um <laughs> so, yeah, i've grown up here and i absolutely love manly and this area it's just such a a beautiful place to live so i'm really thankful every day that we get to call this place home and yeah just the beautiful beaches and the surf and yeah i love living here and i'm so glad i've been able to grow up here yeah, it is a, a truly magical place. And obviously, as a, as a blow-in myself, I've only been here for three years now, but I'm starting to, you know, call myself a bit of a local. I think three years, maybe, like, that. slowly. Yeah. Okay, slowly slowly <laughs> getting in there, which is good, but it is a really magical place. And, Becky, how about you? What was your early life? Where did you grow up? Um, I think I'm the opposite to Kubi. So I grew up in New Zealand and probably have lived in, like, 22, 23 different houses. Wow. Um, and then ended up immigrating to Australia when I was nine years old and lived in Queensland for most of my life and then moved to Sydney, a bit of a blow-in like you, Clayton, um, <laughs> probably about five or six years ago. Um, and that's when I took up surfing and just completely fell in love with the ocean and met Kip and met my husband. So Manly's definitely home, but I, yeah, I've moved around a lot. Yeah, wow. And if you don't mind me, what was the reason for the, the moving around all over the country? So was it for parents' work or is it all different types of things? Um, I think I've got a very entrepreneurial dad and he often moves around a lot. So I think wherever he starts businesses, we just follow suit as a family. Um, and they actually both really felt called to Sydney to make disciples as well and to follow the Lord. Yeah, sick. So they moved down and then I followed suit a few years later. And I love it. Manly is the best. It's a beautiful place to live, like Kip said. Yeah, it really is. It really is a beautiful place. And then so, Kip, obviously growing up on the northern beaches, school, everything, uh, My one of my favourite questions, were, were, you, were you a good student? Did you, did you like school or were, what was the school vibe for you? <laughs> I reckon I was pretty good. I was, like, very um, studious for sure, like, well, last. Nice. Um, although I was just very last minute, like, to the very final 11.59 submission that was me um, I feel like I yeah I was pretty good at school um I yeah just went to all local schools and yeah I was nothing like too major I wasn't like a rebel or anything you know it was a bit of a stickler for the rules <laughs> and what did you do after school did you have a bit of a plan like when you were going through high school did you go this yeah. is what I'm going to do or, or where did you end up after school yeah, I kind of knew in high school that I wanted to study teaching. Mm -hmm. So I had like this really beautiful teacher in primary school who inspired me. She was kind of like 
your Miss Honey. Like, if you guys seen a Matilda before? Yes, yeah, love nice. Miss Honey. Yeah. Love Miss Honey. <laughs> I really loved her, and I wanted to be like her. So, I kind of yeah, I knew for a long time I wanted to do teaching. Um, and then yes, yeah, so I finished high school and I went straight into that, and basically also straight into teaching as well once I finished the degree. So, yeah, and I've taught now for. I did three years full time and then I took a year off to have um, Oakley. So, yeah, I really do love teaching. Like I love being around the kids and I just find their company so great, like so mm. entertaining. And I love watching their little brains tick and just I like would cry laughing every day. Um, the things <laughs> that would come out of their So I've I caught, do yeah. really I've- love teaching. I've caught you and Beth, um, who, who's my partner, yeah. having conversations about teaching. I know there was a point you're on the same year and you guys just start yeah. talking and I'm just like, I'm so out. Like, I don't I don't know what's, yeah. what's going on here, but talk about programs and this and that and sharing yeah. little stories. And it, it is a different world, like the, the whole, whole teaching world. thing. Yeah, if There's you not- know, you know. There's not many yeah. phone calls I reckon I have with Beth after the end of the day where she's like, oh, this kid did this today or this did this or some kid had a meltdown because like they're like ice cream melted today or something and you're just like, <laughs> ah, to, to go back to that world. So simple back then. <laughs> it feels like the partners are very involved. Like Murray would hear about all my kids too and he's like, oh, how's so-and-so today? Like did this person find their pet? Yeah. this person like, you know, all those kinds of things. So, yeah, you really get roped into it as a partner too. <laughs> uh, too good. And Murray being a teacher as well, I can imagine the stories. And yeah, I'm going to try and ring him in to get, get him on the High People podcast. He's going to be my next target. Oh, yeah. So he get had some good stories. Sure. Yeah, we'll get It was him definitely in. good. Um, we came up with a long list of, like, baby names we could never use from, like, his kind of rat bag kids and then mine. So I was like, <laughs> yeah. I won't say the names. Yeah, I was going to say we'll, we'll just show them offline just in case we offend anybody. But, yeah, I could think of a few myself yeah. as well. That's for sure. Yeah. But, Becky, <laughs> Becky, how about you? How about you? You know, when you went through school, did you like school? Was that a thing that you enjoyed or what was your take on school? Um, I was actually total rebel in school and got suspended and got caught shoplifting. And I like, not imagine had, that. I know. <laughs> I it was before that. I came to know the Lord and I was just totally off the rocker. Um, but I think I, I really I can't like picture school. that at all either. But yeah, everyone okay. says that. <laughs> but you, yeah, you should ask my best friend Genevieve. I used to really bully her in high school, and um, to the point where she just never spoke to me again. And then after we'd finished school, about seven years later, we reconnected. It took a lot of trying, and now we're still really wow. good friends. Um, but yes, yeah, so I really didn't like school that much. I think I didn't like the control and the structure. Um, and being told what to do but then when I came out of school I just really loved going to uni and going on exchanges um, and I studied business fashion and French which I've always just loved business Mm. and fashion Um, and yeah I think we actually went through bankruptcy as a family so I actually did drop out of uni because I couldn't afford it Um, so ended up going back a few half a year or a year later Um, and then and then just worked as soon as I finished uni and, and then now I'm here, now I'm doing Winky. So it was yeah. Kip, Kip was juggling full-time work while doing Winky for the first two years. And I was doing part-time work and part-time Winky. So we had to kind of manage both of our works outside of Winky until we could afford to pay ourselves, which 
took a little while. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to the the challenges of small business and, and those type of things throughout. And I suppose it, it's a bit of a perfect um, segue into, into Winky. And I suppose in its most simplest for someone who has no idea what Winky is, um, you know, what, what's the Winky concept? What's the, what's the business that, that you both together run? Do you want to hit it, Becky? <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll go. So we make functional and vintage-inspired surf suits for women, um, and they're very different to normal surf suits because they're made from one mil neoprene, which makes them super buttery and just really comfortable to surf in and very functional. So I think there was a need, Kit will tell you the story probably, but there was a need for wedgie free surf suits because we were sick of pulling out our wedgies every time we were pulling <laughs> surf. Um, and then we got led to the woman in the Philippines and we just couldn't say no to partnering with them. So mm. it was just a, and we saw a gap in the market and we really felt to partner with these women. And that's how Winky was born, a very short version. No, that's awesome. And I'd love to hear I'd love to hear the story, Kit, from your perspective. But also just want to know that um, you very much helped me at Christmas uh, this year. Um, so I was able to get a, a winky suit for Beth and that was awesome. She absolutely loved it, um, which was really good. Wore it every time I went to the beach. So not only that, but you're offering those boyfriends or partners or husband a, a really good uh, present solution as well. So I yeah, think that's were, a, a really good one of like very last minute boyfriends that were yeah. There was a few yeah. of you. You were particularly last minute, Clayton. Yeah, not not good for me, <laughs> but we got there. We got there. Um, <laughs> we got there, but we got there, and she's because she's got we a got winky there. now, and she's stoked. Uh, too good. Um, Kip, what's the what's the story? Like, when's the when's the first conversation that you both have where you're like, oh, we we need to do this, or should we do this, or is it just an idea, or when when was the, I suppose the concept born? Sure. Um, so we kind of pinpoint it to this moment where we were on the ferry coming home. Becky was coming back from work and I was coming home from uni and um, we were just talking about like what we were saying before, like just wedgies and how annoying it is in the surf when you just spend the whole time picking your wedgie out. Um, and we were just getting annoyed about that and we we're thinking like surely it's not that hard to just like hmm. create a suit that doesn't do that. Like jokes on us. Cause it actually was really hard, but um, <laughs> in our mind, we were like, well, let's have a crack. Like there wasn't anyone else really doing that. Like there was one brand that we were buying from, um, but we didn't love their stuff. Like we didn't love the prints. We didn't, we weren't sold on it, but it was like, it felt like our only option. Um, so basically on this ferry ride, we were like, let's have a crack. Like let's try and, make the perfect suit that is really comfortable and looks cool and won't give us wedgies. Um, mm. So we were feeling really pumped after that ferry ride. We're like, let's, let's have a crack. Like we, we both kind of knew the social and like environmental impact that businesses can have. So we, we wanted it to be about something more than just swimwear. Um, and we knew that from the get go, we wanted it to be ethical and like sustainable and all those things um so we were like let's both try and like find a manufacturer who is ethical and we'll regroup in like a few weeks and see who we've made connections with and if any of them um kind of stand out to us that we might want to work with mm. um so that's kind of the beginning but yeah we both were just really keen on 
um, like fashion and design and being creative. Um, and yeah, we just loved each other's company. So we're like, we could, let's try and do this together. <laughs> I love that. That's, so, that's so cool. Yeah. It's so cool that it can just like, you know, a ferry conversation about something like wedgies, for example, can turn into <laughs> what we're going to talk about over the next like 30 minutes, which is, which is really good. I suppose from, from a, a business perspective, so you said, you know, we needed to come up with some ideas and, you know, who's going to do all the work and how are we going to go about it? Um, what, what, what was the next step for you um, to go, all right, we've got these ideas, we've got who can maybe do it. Um, what, what was the next step um, following there? How did, it, how did the Winky suits um, start to pick up momentum to the point where I've got a Winky suit in my hand? Like, wow, look what we have. Yeah, I think people don't realise quite how much hard work goes behind getting a product mm. into someone's hand because people always ask, like, so what do you actually do running Winky? And it's like, actually, there's so much yeah. just variable things that go into making a suit. Um, so I think for us, it was drawing up prints and designs and we knew nothing. So like we had to learn illustrator. I was literally on the phone trying to find suppliers, trying to find fabric. That was a huge thing. And then a printery who could print onto the fabric. Um, and then as well, working with the Philippines, we, we've decided to partner with them. And that was a huge, I guess, task from our end because they didn't really know how to sew swimsuits and we didn't really know either. So it's the blind leading the blind a little bit. Right. Um, and it just took a really long time, probably about, I think, Kit, would you say like 13 months to get something from yeah, start to finish? Yeah, over a year and something that was actually wearable and we were proud of. So it took a lot of back and forth from the Philippines. Mm. Um, yeah, to get it to where it is now. And we're still evolving it. Like it's constantly changing and we're constantly updating things and um redesigning them to make them more functional yeah was there was there a point where you guys were just like nah this is this is just too frustrating this is just too hard <laughs> yes I mean, we, we were sitting <laughs> we always used to meet at Hakan's, the cafe in manly yeah, and yeah, I think yeah, it was yeah. one day we were just sitting in the gutter like after it had closed and we were just like half crying, just like really sad, like, oh, life's just so difficult. Like we can't do this. And there were so many other things going on as well at that time. <laughs> so yeah, there's definitely oh, wow. a low point. <laughs> I actually have a video and we're just sitting in the gutter and we're like, is this even worth doing? This is so hard. Like, I don't know why we filmed it, but that was oh. definitely a low point for us. But oh. there's been a lot of like laugh or you'll cry moments, I think, like particularly yeah. with the... Um, English as a second language with the girls in the Philippines, like a lot of mm. communication has been lost along the way. And like often we would get samples back that like we were so confused what had gone wrong or like, mm. yeah. And just so like it would just set us back time after time. And it wasn't their fault. Like we also didn't really know what we were after or like how to communicate exactly what we want. So it was, it really was, as Becky said, like the blind leading the blind. Yeah. <laughs> It's an interesting, it's an interesting thing. And I, I want to pick up on the, the Philippines and how you, how you landed there, because I suppose in a, a really logical business mind, you could have said, right, we want to do this. This is the fabric. We want these designs. And you probably could have picked a fair few people within Australia who are just going to do it. And the turnaround would be really, really quick, but it wouldn't match, I suppose, your ethical and social justice model that, you know, you can read about on your website and, and you know, that you have there. 
How did you land on this specific area in the Philippines or this specific project? And, and what's the, the project called? And, and how do they then add value um, into Winky? Cool. Well, we, the way we like actually got connected with them was like back when I was talking about our ferry ride and we're like, okay, let's take a week each and try and find manufacturers. Um, and we both, so we both went and did that and it was just like crazy. And we really like put it that it was the Lord that did this mm. because Becky, um, had a connection from, was it a family friend, Becky? Yeah. A family yeah. friend. And, um, she was talking to you about this project in the Philippines and that they were after some more clients who would be willing to get a product sewn by wow. these women who had been rescued from human trafficking so Becky had that connection and then I also met this other guy who basically told me the same thing um and it was just crazy because it turned out they were talking about the exact same place in like this rural part of the Philippines that has like no Australian clients like it was just so crazy and it was we just knew straight away we're like okay well that's definitely where we'll get them made (laughs) no doubt about that um so that was really quite motivating from the beginning just that we felt like, okay, this is meant to be um, things. Some things are falling into place. Um, so the project is, is really cool. It's basically um, a house that's been set up by a group of local people um, who run or attend like the same house church. And they, um, yeah, they set up this house. It's called the Blessed House. And Mm. women go there after they've been rescued from um, human trafficking and it's kind of like a safe haven and a place for them to be rehabilitated and, like, go through all the necessary healing and um, just, yeah, a safe place for them to be loved back into the community, really. So Mm. they're offered, like, education and, um, like, housing and counselling and everything um, that they possibly can and... Amongst all of that, they're also taught to sew. And that sewing is also, whilst it is a potential form of livelihood, like if they choose to go on with sewing, it's also used as like a form of therapy um, for Mm. the women, which is cool. So, um, yeah. So when we got connected with them, they were also just learning to sew. So that's kind of a lot of where the issues had come from. Mm. Um, But we... Yeah, we were just really keen to partner with them. I think uh, particularly after we went and visited them, mm. we met all of the girls and we were, we honestly felt like they were just a family. And I don't know, we felt so driven after that trip to make it work with them. And you're right, like there is so many other places we could have got our suits manufactured and um, probably with less dramas and maybe cheaper mm. and quicker. Um, and like, yeah, sometimes we were tempted along the way, but we just from the way that it all came together in the beginning and just the way that we felt, um, yeah, so like it just was meant to be. And yeah, the amazing people that they were, we just so wanted to help them and be a part of the story. And so that's kind of like really helped motivate us to persevere through this whole thing. Because, um, mm. yeah, as we're saying, there has been a lot of challenges, but working with them has just been yeah such a an honor and um yeah it's amazing the bravery of these women and what they've been through and how they yeah it's amazing yeah it's incredible incredible story and something that i remember when i got first introduced to 
you know, the idea of Winky and, you know, it's not just your surf brand, you know, the, the backstory to it is massive and the social justice mm-hmm. element and obviously working with um, women who, you know, who are in that human trafficking is just awful the situation they're in and the fact that they can mm-hmm. then be rescued to and have education the like is just incredible. And I suppose, Be- Becky, to you, the, you talked about the trip, but Becky, what did that trip mean to you? You know, going to the Philippines, seeing um, the women that, you know, you were going to be working with and, and understanding their situation. How did that trip um, impact you, not only personally, but also then for, for Winky going forward? Well, I think you never really realise the impact you're having or the impact you could have until you meet the people who will Mm. be impacted. Mm. And I think just hearing these, there's like, there's young girls as young as eight who are at the blessed house who have been rescued. Um, So just seeing those beautiful children and those young women and hearing their stories is just like pretty heartbreaking. And it just puts in you such a drive and a responsibility that like the Lord's given us this responsibility as a business and we can help them. So it just drives us so much more to help them. And I think that's why we haven't given up because there has been times where it's like, it's not a smart business decision. It's not working out very well product wise, but I think we're just so committed, even in the smallest of ways and the biggest of ways to try and help them in whatever way we can. Um, Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think that was just really eye-opening to see how the other half of the world lives because like we're on the Northern beaches, it's pretty idyllic and like there's not, a lot of open brokenness, but you go to the Philippines and you just see how these women have lived and what they've gone through. And I think we're so privileged we can help them. And yeah, I think that trip just really cemented that, that we should be doing or creating so much more than just a business. Like we can leave Mm. a legacy behind and actually make a difference in these women's lives. And what a privilege that is for us. Like what a joy that we get to do that as sisters and do what we love by helping other people. It's just the coolest thing ever. Yeah. I think that's a real gift. And that trip really showed us that, I think. It's incredible. And, and then to, to think that then your, your suits are being worn by women who are surfing or in the ocean or doing those type of things all around the world is just, um, I think, a remarkable thing. And, and credit to you guys and the, the passion and the drive for adhering to the call, I suppose, I think is really, really cool and, and understanding um, you know, yeah, the value that you guys have, I think is incredible. I want to ask though, you know, 13 months down the track or 14 months or whatever it was, and you get that first suit in your hand that you're like, I'm happy with, and we're ready to sell these. What was, what was that feeling like knowing that you're like, we've got something actually that, you know, we're happy with and we're willing to share with others. That was pretty special moment. I, I remember um, actually like when we first had like, all the products and I think we just launched and we decided um, we would like pack all of the suits together. And I remember we kept saying to each other, like each one we packed, we were like, wouldn't you just be so stoked if you got this in the mail? Like, we were so proud of it and like our swing tags and we were just like kept looking at them. We're like, wouldn't you be so happy? That's awesome. <laughs> we were just like really stoked to see something that came from the computer off the screen and like onto us and that we could hold and like see our family and friends wearing. It was pretty cool. Yeah, it's good. How about you, Becky? What was it like for when that first sort of suit was in your hand? 
Yeah, I think the same. I think even looking back now, it's crazy how much we've changed since then and how much the business has grown. Like we, at at that time, we were like, oh my gosh, we've had like 10 orders in a week. That's amazing. And we got so excited. But I think like (laughs) in three years, so much has changed. So I just think that like that stoke. I remember sitting on the ferry going to work when we first launched and just seeing all those, like all those orders. There was like 20 orders, I think, that came through. But we were just so excited that we were actually selling what we've spent so long making. Um, Mm. But I guess with that comes so many other issues as well, because then we had issues with stitching and just a whole range of like product issues and product involvement that we had to then go back and work and improve. So it was like a moment of stoke, but also a moment of like realizing we've got to keep improving this and making it better. Uh, that is awesome. I suppose that's small business, right? You're learning, learning from that. And then when you're somewhat putting your control in, in another entity, that's not two minutes down the road in a factory that is mm. producing heaps and heaps and heaps of stuff. That's, yeah, that's a, it's a, it's, as you said, it's not, it's not the greatest business move, but in the sense of the honoring factor of, of what Winky Suits is, I think it's obviously and has, and, and will continue to, to pay off over time. Um, if we're going to talk about Winky, and again, I, I keep reiterating on this point because I think it's really, really cool. And even me being in the ocean and I see people and I go, oh, that's a that's a Winky. What was the first time where you saw someone who you didn't know wearing one of your suits and when you're out in the ocean and being like, I did that. That's, that's, that's us. Like we sold you that, but little do you know that there's the where the people that, that run that business was there has there ever been a moment of that i am like the most awkward person when it comes to this like i <laughs> often see people wearing them and i'm like what do i do like do i say hi do i like I'm like hey do you like your suit like honestly what do i say i'm not gonna be like hey i i'm um i own winky suits like anyway so I'm just <laughs> and murray's like oh you should go talk to them like say hi <laughs> I don't know why. Anyway, I, I am so, I get so stoked when I see people wearing them. It's it's pretty cool that, like, someone would want to spend their hard-earned money on something that we, like, put so much time and effort and love into. But then, yeah, to see someone else to, like, want to spend money on it and then actually choose to wear it is so special and you feel so privileged that someone would want to do that. Um, so, actually, like, every time I see one, I get pretty stoked but as awkward as I am I don't often like go say hi or anything (laughs) Uh, yeah I think Kip and I both people come up to us and ask us like oh where did you get your suit or where oh I'm thinking you're getting a winky how is it and we're like yeah it's really good look like love them but don't say anything else it's the greatest thing ever you should buy six of them they're amazing yeah Uh, that is that is awesome i think it would be very humbling to hear and it's it's great and they're they're everywhere you know you you see them which is good which i think stands to two things actually that they're they're really cool they're awesome the patterns are sick but actually you can surf in them and you can you know do you know any sort of ocean activity in them and and feel really good with that so i think that's really really cool so girls obviously small business um and you've alluded a little bit to it in regards to you know the timings and the challenges and then working overseas with philippines and products not being right and and all these type of things you know if you what's the the big challenge of small business that that you guys have found um with winky suits and and growing it to where it is today i reckon oh you go becky no you go kip Okay, I was just going to say, I think for me, 
like the challenges are working outside of my expertise and yeah. with a small business you just have to like you don't have like a whole team of people who know their stuff when it comes to like marketing and finance and like product manufacturing like all these things like you right. have to just learn on the go and I think that has been a big challenge because we've both been pushed into things that we like had no idea about um and I think, yeah, so in that we've made a lot of mistakes, just kind of learning on the go and acting confident. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah, I think that's been a big challenge, but it's been cool that we've kind of come across the right people at the right time who have helped us um, helped us learn particular skills or, um, yeah, introduce us to the right people. Um, but I think, yeah, definitely for me, one of the biggest challenges is just having to learn a whole new set of skills really quickly <laughs> yeah i can imagine and like taking a new taking a new skill on let alone a new process and i know the example using illustrator you know going through that um yeah. no i couldn't even i wouldn't even know where to start let alone you know coming up with a pattern that can eventually be put onto someone's body to wear like it, it's it's a lot of mm -hmm. a journey and i could imagine a lot of ups and downs failures and starting again and finally getting it and you know doing all these things mm -hmm. becky for you what what was the biggest or is the biggest challenge in regards to small business i think there's so many but i think probably the number one for us is staying innovative because mm. that, that sounds quite broad maybe but i think now there's so many different brands who are coming on and doing surf suits and summer suits mm. um so i think we've really got to keep progressing our product and keep innovating in how we are as a brand and innovating new products um, and just really staying innovative. Cause I think I learned a lesson like ages ago and it was, I think the not being innovative or the lack of innovation is the death of a business. And I just think mm. like the, the market's so crowded now, I think just keep an eye to keep like really innovating and being original because there is so much out there now, especially yeah. in the, in the area that we're in, I think. Um, but yeah, and I, I think the second one would probably be just prioritizing, like it's easy to be seduced by so many different opportunities and you can spend so much time doing one thing and it might not lead to any end financial goal or give anything to your business. Mm. But I think just prioritizing the product probably and really focusing on getting that right and improving that, I think is a challenge because it takes a lot of time, but it's a good thing to base your business on, I think. Yeah. You talk about innovation there and obviously trying to expand the business and coming up with new ideas. And I know I read this on, on your website, but I'm keen to hear it from you guys. But what's the the inspiration? Um, this is a question off the cuff because I didn't tell, tell you guys I'm going to ask this one. But what's the inspiration around the patterns and the designs? And, um, you know, there's all different types of, of ranges that you have and from all different types of seasons and the like. But what's the what's the inspiration? Where do the ideas come from? Is it something you guys just create or is it something you see and go, oh, that would be really, really cool? Or where, where's all these ideas come from? It's a good question. We like... It is actually so hard when you sit in front of a blank screen and you're like, okay, I could make anything. I, I could <laughs> make any fleets in the world. It's like, yeah, it's quite intimidating sometimes. Um, but we've kind of just found our inspiration from just like vintage style prints. Like, you know, I actually have one of my grandma's um, dresses that I have looked at from time to time for inspiration. Just things like that. Like, yeah, we, each collection's kind of had a, little theme going on um 
Our mm. first one was kind of mainly actually just like spots and stripes, but we've mm. developed kind of since then. But yeah, I think all of them are quite vintage inspired. We personally love like vintage fashion. So it made sense for us to go down that route. And yeah, it's, it is really cool being able to like design something from scratch and have this thing that you've created on the computer then be printed onto a piece of fabric is really cool. And it's such a fun process. Um, I think we always, like this time around, I think we had 25 prints that we were really happy with and wanted to mm. use for our collection. Mm. And we're like, we're a small business. You can't have 25 prints, like <laughs> times six styles, times six sizes. We're like, no way. Um, but it's such a fun process. And we, yeah, we really enjoy that design stage of yeah creating a print and choosing colors and yeah it's good fun i love that yeah, idea of yeah sorry becky please oh, i was gonna say i think kip's the print guru because she definitely has a better eye for prints i think than i do um but i was just gonna say as well like, i think a lot of the like inspiration comes as well from what we would want to wear so i'm often in the water mm. like mm what's missing in my surf wardrobe? Like I want something we've recently thought of is doing another long sleeve suit um, with a zip up the front, just cause that's something we haven't done. And I feel like that's a need. And so I think just going off like what we'd wear and what we need um, is also where a lot of the inspiration comes like style wise. Mm. And then obviously mm. there's an emphasis on it being modest, but also like, yeah, like functional and cool as well to wear. Um, yeah, so we get a lot of inspiration from like old like um, patterns from like op shops and stuff or like yeah. our pattern maker has a bunch of retro suits from like the 70s and sometimes she brings those <laughs> out and really cool. Ah, that yeah. is awesome. It's, it's a cool, it's, it is really cool to see and they definitely do um, stand out. Like you see somebody and you go, that's, if that's, that's 100% a winky suit and you know when you see them because you can see the vintage, you can see the patterns, which are, which are really, really cool. And I suppose it's really, it's hit that middle market in the sense of like swimwear to then wetsuit, um, you know, mm. where there was no middle ground, like that you've now come mm. into that, that area and, and, and really, you know, flourished in that space, which is really, really cool. What's the, um, you know, obviously surfing um, people wear it for, is it for, you know, all water sports? Do you see people just doing, you know, everything in winky suits? Yeah, well, swimming, yes. We're actually kind of working on a style at the moment that is like specifically for swimming, that it kind of works mm. well with, I don't know, like not having any chafing under the armpit and that kind of thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, I feel like any ocean sport, for sure. And like, I even see people wearing their winky suit, like out as an, as an outfit. <laughs> like yeah, I see, I see people wearing like, down, the, down the shops with like just a pair of shorts on and that's like their, their top. And um, so it's not just for sports. It's also for leisure. And that's yeah, where you hide. Funny. That's where you hide. Cause you're like, Oh, I didn't. Yeah. That's, that's, that's me, but I'm not yeah. going to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to avoid aisle seven at IGA. Very, very good. Um, obviously, the Winky has evolved so much um, from 2019. I believe that's when it that's when it started. 2019. It's evolved so much to obviously where it is now. Have you had? You know, obviously, there's so so many different moments from you know. Obviously, I can imagine the Philippines trip was massive to receiving you know the first um, you know pair in your hands to the first sale to the first wow. We're actually now a, a business. 
Um, Becky, I'll start with you, but is there is there been a, a proudest moment or, or something that in this small business, the winky journey or whatever you'd like to call it, where you've gone, yeah, that was, that's really amazing. Like that gives me so much joy. Yeah, I think um, just seeing how it's growing to be an international brand is really awesome. I think seeing more and more international orders coming through is just really like amazing to see. And then as well, just wholesalers, like we're getting crazy wholesale inquiries from like Guatemala or Costa Rica or Hawaii, which we'd never had up until maybe um, eight or nine months ago. So that's really uh, inspiring and encouraging. Um, and I think as well, even just being here in South Africa, like we donated a box of suits to this, the girls at Christian Surfers. Um, and a oh, lot of wow. those girls, all of them have never owned a swimsuit before and they live either on the streets or in really difficult circumstances. And just seeing them learning to surf in their winky suits is just the coolest thing because it's just winkies around the globe and it's for people who are like all women and people who are learning and people who either don't have a lot or have a lot. It's just, yeah, it's really cool to see that. I think that's a proud moment. Oh, that's amazing. And I know I saw from the Instagram posts of seeing those and seeing the, the girls rummage through the, the box to try and find like their size and the, and the suit that they wanted. Like that's, a, that's incredible. Yeah. Like the, it's a, it's a beautiful thing to sort of step back and be, you know, obviously, um, a degree separated from it, but then see the joy on on the girls' faces for something that, let's call it what it is, we probably take for granted being in our first world country, which is just really? a swimsuit because I put it on, I jump in the ocean and and everything's all, all normal. And if I need another one, I go buy another one where that, that's not necessarily the case um, in that. So I think it's like, it's such a beautiful image um, and it's a really, really cool thing. And I keep saying it to see what Winky Suit stands for and the like, I think is, is really, really mm. awesome. But Kip, what about you? Yeah. What's the uh, a proud moment or, or something that you've had um, across this Winky journey? Yeah, I think the, the times where we've done like meetups with our community has been cool. So we've put a shout yeah. out to like anyone in the Winky community, like we're going to go for a swim or a snorkel at this place um like come along bring you winky like we'd love to hang out um i think the times that we've done that and the time that we've done um like a pop-up store in brookvale where we had a lot of our customers who would have just been online actually come in and we got to meet them and i think for me that was really cool it was it's cool to see people in the flesh um like wearing your suits and loving your suits um I mean, it's like it's rewarding when people order online, but it's not quite the same. We, you don't get to have that like face-to-face -face interaction with them yeah. and meet people. Mm. And yeah, so I think for me, like the times where we have brought the community together um, has been really cool and has been a proud moment, I think. Um, yeah, just like seeing people choose to wear a winky suit for me just makes me feel so, um, yeah, so proud. So all of those times, I think, have been moments for me. Yeah, so good. It's awesome to hear. And I love that you can hear the correlation. I think it's really, really cool to hear, you know, the different types of moments that, you know, it's it's based a lot around, you know, people. Like it's awesome that you supply a unit of, of, of you know, swimwear or, you know, whatever you'd like to refer to it as. But, you know, it's, it's honestly about people. Um, if it's from you don't get a wedgie to all the way through, I can surf in it really, really well. I think, you know, it's a, it's a fantastic sort of um, landscape to be across. Uh, two, two more questions um, for you guys. One, which you don't know about, because I'm going to ask you um, off the cuff, but without giving any state secrets away or, or the long, 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 long those lines, what's next? 
what's next for for Winky Suits? Is there a new launch coming? Uh, are you going into something else? What's the? I obviously don't want to press any state secrets here. We don't want to give any like you know competitors any edge here. But what's what's the next step for for Winky Suits? Well, we can give you some clues, can't we, B? I feel yeah. like um, take when clues. It comes okay. To- yep. Something that you would wear um, to protect you from the sun, let's just say, on your head. Okay. Yeah, can right. expect something around that eventually this year, Becky. Yeah. 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 Um, board shorts. Okay, cool. Board shorts are on the cards. Right, oh. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Actually, board shorts is a good one. We're also maybe. <laughs> Dabbling in board shorts. <laughs> For real. Um, I think... We also want to eventually get into like wetsuits, like full mm. steamer, thick neoprene wetsuits, but that is um, a big journey. So that's like a yeah. whole new skill again, like different, it'll be, have to be different manufacturers, different everything. So that's, that's right. a goal, but yeah, we're not quite there yet. But mm. um, what else, Becky? Well, I think we've just realized this year we've got to be really organized in launching new styles and new products throughout Mm. the year. So I think Mm. we're just working on really keeping that going and being innovative and organized. Um, And secondly, as well, I think what's next would like eventually be a warehouse because we're currently running it out of Kip's garage, which is amazing. (laughs) <laughs> but also a real <laughs> a real tricky thing to do. Um, so I think getting that space would be really awesome where we can actually like design together and just work out yeah. of an office because we've got a lot of stuff all over the place and we it's hard to be organized when we don't have a proper setup. Um, yeah. So we're nearly at that stage, I think. That'll be, yeah. a, it'll be a sad day, Kip, when on the 23rd of December, I can't swing by your house and get the winky suit out of your mailbox. <laughs> yeah. I'll actually have to come down <laughs> to the, the warehouse. warehouse. Yeah, I'll come yeah, down to the warehouse to instead. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, so nice. good. Um, I, I did think um, of one more. So, oh, sorry, Kip. Yeah. Oh, no, I was just going to say um, the other thing that we are working on at the moment, which is quite fun, is um, our winter season sweatshirt. So mm. we're in the process of now designing that and we're changing it a little bit from last year's one. Oh, I'm actually wearing it now. You can't really oh, good. see. Um, Anyway, so we're in the process of doing that now. It's always so surprising just how long things take. Like we mm. have started we started working on this like the beginning of this year in the hope that we'll have it by winter. Yeah, so we just have to be so organised. So I think this year is our first year that we've like kind of actually put dates to things and actually pushing ourselves to have things done on time. Um, so, yeah, this is it's a good learning experience for us. Yeah, sounds like that is small business to a T. I think learning after yeah. learning after learning and then, oh, we've nailed it. Oh, no, we we, we, we keep going and we, we keep growing, which yeah. I think is like a lot of projects that people take on. I think there's always that element yeah. of like there's something next, there's something next, there's something next. And anybody ever says mm-hmm. they've mastered their business, I think is uh, might actually be letting themselves down um, by saying, <laughs> you know, not not thinking, you know, forward and innovative, as you said um, before, Becky. Um Last question, and I always ask the people who do have the pleasure of surfing, because um, I say pleasure because it, it generally is a pleasure. And for someone who's only learnt in the last five years, and now I try and do it every single day, but Becky, I'll go to you first. When you're surfing, what does that mean to you? What's the the feeling? What's the connection you have with the ocean? What's yeah? What does surfing entail for you? I just think it's 
such a joy and a privilege, like you said, to be able to surf. And I think just being in nature and in the ocean, it's that like one time of day where you don't have your phone and you can just paddle yeah. out. And I think as well, getting to know the community, like there's so much in surfing communities and they're so tight knit. And I think here in Durban, it's taken us a while to really crack into the surfing community, but it's so fun now. Like when you paddle out and you can just say hi to, to old mates and like, yeah, any, any type of people and just chat to them. And it's, it's a real community sport, I think. So I think that's just a real joy, just getting to know the people who are in the surfing community. And I'm actually not the best surfer. So I started five years ago as well. Um, nice. And I would say I'm a little bit of a, a kook still. Um, contrary to Kip. <laughs> so it's very humbling for me to be owning a surf business and being in the water at the same time. Um, but I, I really love it. It's such a joy and it is so humbling. So it's, yeah, it's great. Yeah, well, well don't worry. I've surfed with Kip a few times and she's seen me eat uh, water a fair few <laughs> many times. Uh, yeah. One trip one trip down south in particular. Um, yeah, where I definitely... <laughs> I was more nose diving than surfing, I think, at one point, but it was a, it was it was a lot of fun. But um, Kip, what about you? We've all seen you surf. You know what what's the what's the feeling like? Um, you know, for surfing, but then obviously, you know, the connection with everything that goes with that. Yeah, I think it's such a like like you said, B. It's such a special time just to be in nature and like not have your phone and just to like slow down your breathing and just calm down and have a moment to think. Um, I really enjoy it for that. Just like the peace that it brings. And yeah, like you, you can't do anything about your worries when you're in the surf. So it's just like, mm. let's forget about my worries and let's like enjoy what's yeah. What God has to offer in the form of a wave. Um, mm. Yeah. I really enjoy it. And I enjoy like the idea of, like working on different particular things in my surfing and having like little challenges to try and improve things or like try and do this trick or manoeuvre. Not I can't do tricks. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. But um, like, <laughs> like doing new things. Um, so yeah, I love surfing for that too. And also yeah, for meeting people in the surf, particularly girls. I feel like girls are just often mm. so friendly in the surf and so keen to chat and. I've made so many friends just from like randomly talking to someone in the surf. So I feel like it's also a really nice way to meet people. And um, yeah, it's such a privilege to be able to grow up near the coast and to have access to a surfboard and a surf suit. And yeah, so I, yeah, I really do love it when I get the chance to go out away from my baby. (laughs) <laughs> yeah give someone oaks give oaks to someone else and then off you go and see you in 45 yes. minutes yeah we'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> last last question and and thank you so much for your time obviously to to come on the high people podcast it's been awesome um becky i'll go to you and then kip afterwards as well but you've had the chance to obviously speak and reflect over the journey of not only your life in the early stages but then winky um, is there anything that you've, you know, reflected on um, in these last sort of even preparing for this where you're like, wow, that was, you know, where this has been really, really cool. You mean in this podcast or like over yeah, the last anything. three years? Yeah, yeah, anything. Yeah. Well, while I've been talking, I actually thought of two things that just number one is that I think like um, people often think, oh, wow, you just kind of birthed Winky and it's just taken off. Mm. But I think I would say to any business owners or people starting out with a business that it just takes so much 
hard work and slow and steady wins the race. And like mm. you will get there eventually if you really work hard at it. Love um, and then secondly, I think I was just going to say family business is the best. Like Kip and I have been through so many ups and downs because it's hard running a business with your family, right? Like you, you're very into, 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 interwoven <laughs> and yeah, thanks. And just really like working through things in our relationship and learning how to do a business together and who does what and how we manage money together and like roles and relationships mm. is just really challenging at times, but it's so rewarding and it's just really cool to have someone there to share it with and to do this with. Mm. So I feel like, yeah, it's just been such a joy having a family business and I definitely don't take that for granted. No, that's awesome. So true. Awesome There's so many times along the way that if we weren't doing it together, like I feel like I would have given up for sure. So, yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, it's, it has been such a, a pleasure and we often like – we just have things that we're good at between you and me. Like Becky's good at like words and blogs and business things and like finance. I like am so bad at finance. Finance gives me anxiety. <laughs> like if someone says the word like tax, I'm like, I'm sweating. I don't get it. So I'm trying to explain it to me. Let alone like bass. What is it? Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> so Becky's really good at all that stuff. And then like, yeah, I love like the design side and the creative side. So it's just so nice having like different skill sets and then kind of working together in our strengths. So that's been also really cool. Um, I can't remember the question. I digress. What was the question? No, you've nailed it. You've, you've, na- you've nailed okay. the question. No, you, you've done it. You've answered it without even knowing it. That's how that's how clever you okay, guys great. are. It's like, well done. I suppose the last thing, where, where can we access, where can we get Winky Suits? Like where can people go to? What's the website? What's Instagram? You know, what's the, where can everybody get um, the suits from? Well, go be. You tell them. Well, we're on <laughs> like winkysuits.com. So um, W-I-N-K-I suits.com. And then that's the same for Instagram and Facebook and YouTube. Um, and then as well, we've got a bunch of wholesalers as well across Queensland, New South Wales, and now actually also in Hawaii and the UK and um, yeah, a lot of growing places. So if you're international, you can also find us, which is really cool that is awesome yeah, check out our youtube channel we're not like vloggers but we have um started this <laughs> ah. um it's called friends of winky and it's people who like across the globe who own winky suits and we've kind of like into well, yeah interviewed them about their story and it's just kind of a little clip of them doing their thing in their winky um so yeah we've only done like three or four episodes but it's mm. been like different girls from all over the world so anyway check out our youtube channel if you um would like to (laughs) there you go we'll have to know where clayton's going straight away bang winky suits here we go straight onto the youtube channel awesome well i just want to thank you both firstly again for your time um to come on and, and talk for an hour um about winky suits i think the story is awesome um, I'm really excited to, to get this episode out there because I know some other people will definitely be really, really keen um, to listen as well. So thank you so much um, for coming on the High People podcast. It's been awesome. But yeah, massive thanks. Thanks so much for having us. That was really fun. Love what you do. Love yeah, keep going. People. Yeah, keep going. Awesome. Awesome. Thanks, thanks guys. Thanks. All right. See ya. Cool. See ya.